What is up, everyone, and welcome into A to Z Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Network. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, into the show. Uh, we were going to do originally a 53-man roster projection tonight. I'm pushing that to tomorrow, Thursday, because big news dropped for the Cowboys. And I wanted to discuss it with you because it took over social media, whether you follow Cowboys content on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is, you probably have heard by now, or maybe not. That's why we have prime time. Micah Parsons is making a full-time transition to defensive end. Now I'm going to throw the first question right away. Like I'm going to, I'm going to toss it to you guys. Do you like or dislike the news? Now let's get into what actually happened. And, and Clarence Hill kicked this off with a tweet. Uh, Clarence Hill from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. And he, and this is the tweet basically. I'm going to, I'm going to show it to you and I'm going to read it to you. Cowboys Pro Bowl linebacker Micah Parsons is not participating in the team's offseason program. May I add, voluntary offseason program. He is working out in Austin, adding bulk and weight. That is the key part here. He's adding bulk, he's adding weight to be a full-time defensive end next season. And he will return to the Cowboys for OTAs, those kickoff. On May the 22nd, by the way, if you want to circle the date. But do you like or dislike the news about Micah adding some weight? Because this took over Twitter and people were sharing all type of opinions about it. Uh, I feel strongly about this topic. And, and believe me, we will get into it. I mean, maybe you already have an idea as to where I'm going to lean towards because, man, I think I think this is the way to go. Now, man, Micah Parsons, and we're going to get to that a little bit more in a few moments here, but he kind of has already been a defense event for the Cowboys. However, let's, let's kind of uh, drive into your questions right now. Let's see, uh, to your answers, excuse me. Do you like or dislike the news? I think the news part of it is that Micah is adding weight and he's adding bulk. I don't think it's about moving to defensive end. I think he's been one for a while, for more than a season even. But the part of adding weight and bulk, that's what's significant. Uh, Joey Vela says dislike. Katharina says dislike over at Facebook. Shout out to everybody, by the way. Uh, dislike for Gregory. A three-inch Tom. <laughs> Why three-inch Tom, man? What? I mean, wasn't he already mostly playing defensive end? Exactly. And has two old pros and, and he's second in defensive player of the year. Yeah, I like it, says Toxic Tom. Nicholas says dislike. Let him line up everywhere. That's why he's so good at getting to the quarterback. They never know when he's coming. I kind of hate to say it, but we're going to debunk that, that uh, narrative about him doing a little bit of everything because... Maybe that was the case at some point during his first season in the NFL, but I think that has changed drastically. Bruce says, I like it. He was getting banged up last year because he wasn't big enough to take the punishment off the edge. 
And I was going to save this for later, but I actually think we, we need to dive into it for us to have a full conversation about this. We need to dive right into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. We do this every Wednesday night. Thank you to Freeman Mazda who presents this segment. This is a segment because it, it has to do a lot with the news for about Micah adding some weight, adding some bulk. The stat of the week for me is the fact that Micah Parsons has lined up 738 snaps. This is for 2022. He lined up 738 snaps at the defensive line, and he only lined up 171 from the box. Now, who knows out of those in passing situations, how many of them were in the box but walking up to the line of scrimmage in order to blitz. We could talk about it as well. But Micah Parsons has been a defensive end for a while. And this is where I feel very strongly about things. He hasn't been so good because he does everything. That's a lie. He has been so good because he's excellent at rushing the passer. Let him get better at it. Currently, Micah Parsons is listed on the Cowboys' official roster at 245 pounds. That puts him near the zero percentile among NFL defensive ends. Like that would be very, very light for a defensive end. He still wins with speed, with explosiveness, with agility. He's a fantastic athlete, but there is no question that he could get stronger. He could get a little bit heavier as well. Micah has been a defensive end for a while, and I think that if he adds weight to the equation, then he's going to get even better. Now, adding to the Freeman Mazda stat of the week, let me say this. He had 488 pass rush snaps last year. He only had 64 snaps in coverage. So that versatility about him doing a little bit of everything not entirely sure it's true and I'm not entirely sure that we're going to miss those 64 snaps in coverage that's very very few snaps and I would much rather have the versatility for Micah Parsons to rush from the inside with a little bit more weight maybe you feel better about him rushing through the A-gap in certain situations I would much rather have that versatility than have those handful of coverage snaps. Give me the guy that can line up everywhere across the defensive line and that you can pick the guard if he is the weak spot. Let me pick the center if he is the weak spot, the tackle, whichever of the two it is, and give me a heavier Micah Parsons. And something that he also added is the fact that the extra weight and the extra bulk is going to allow him to be a little bit healthier throughout the season because he mentioned that, you know, the hand injury, the leg injuries, those had to do with weight as well. He can get stronger. He can get heavier. I think it's a fantastic idea for the Cowboys. And I think the Freeman Mazda start of the week really shows, really, really shows that Micah has what it takes and has essentially already been a defensive end for over a season, I would say. Do you agree or disagree that Micah Parsons has already been a defensive end for a while. Let me know in the chat. I personally think that the numbers do not lie in this case. The snaps speak for themselves. 
but let me know what you think. Maybe you think differently. Do you agree or disagree? While you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FeminMazda.net. Because as always, we have to speak about the people who make this show possible. A family-owned business has been so for over 65 years. And you can check out their vehicles over at their dealership in Irving, Texas. Or you can visit their website, FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles. You can check out the pictures of every car. You can check out the features of every vehicle as well. And as always, we do have the ride of the week for you guys. The 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata RF Grand Touring. This one starts at 38 grand. $815. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, a manual transmission, convertible roof, premium audio, a blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. Let's see how you feel. Let's see how you feel about Micah Parsons and the quote-unquote news about him moving to defensive end. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let me try to find where, where we started this whole thing. I like the way that he moves around and he's unpredictable, says Gregory. Wouldn't you say that maybe if you can do that but across the defensive line, you would kind of replace it? Charlene Evans says, I don't know if bulking up is a good idea. I would rather keep him at his weight so he has the speed. And that, that might be fair. Dwayne says, these football players make a lot of money. Why can they do what they're told to do? It's always something. Why can they just focus on going and getting to the Super Bowl? I'm not going to lie. I, don't, I do not think this is a Micah going rogue type of a situation. I think this is the Cowboys looking at what they've done with him. And what they've done with him is rush the passer, have him play at the defensive line, because I think that they have realized that's what he's best at. When they took him out of Penn State in the draft, maybe they thought he could be a jack of all trades. Maybe they thought he could be an elite chess piece that you can move around. But when they started actually rushing the passer with him, and especially when those injuries occurred at the defensive end room during Micah's rookie season, they figured out, hey, we got something a little bit more special than we originally thought here. Last year, uh, we saw some injuries at the linebacker spot. Micah didn't move to linebacker. Micah stayed right where he was because he's elite at rushing the passer. That's where you get the best version of Micah Parsons. So I think the Cowboys maybe sat down with him and they realized, we're going to make you even better at what you do best. We're going to add some weight to you. And maybe they didn't do that before because they wanted those few snaps, those handful of snaps in which they could get Micah as the off-ball linebacker. Maybe they could get him in coverage here and there. But you got to do what you got to do, and that is maximize your players where it most matters. And, and I think that's rushing the passer. I think that's a, a plan that goes hand-in-hand hand between what the team wants and what Micah Parsons wants. I don't think this is him going rogue at all, at all. Now, not going to lie. I do not think that some extra pounds are going to keep him from 
here and there being a surprise drop defender. Like, we've seen Durant Armstrong drop in coverage for the Cowboys quite a few times. I could see Micah Steele doing that. And I also kind of don't think that he's going to lose all of the speed, right? I, I don't think so. Again, he's listed at 245. And according to his interview with the media today, and Todd Arker from ESPN also tweeted about it, he said that right now he weights around 251 pounds. I don't know how high he wants to go. I don't know if he was asked that. If so, I did not see that information. But I'm guessing maybe like what? Uh, 255, 260 maybe? He's excellent when he zeroed in on someone, says Nicholas. Bruce McQueen says, hope he doesn't lose speed. He needs an extra 20 pounds. Tom says, I like that he has a more defined role and he can focus on it. He doesn't need to be a linebacker and can do what he does best, which is wreck havoc. Now, I'm going to add to that point. I'm going to piggyback off of what Tom said, and I'm going to say this. I don't think, and uh, from what I've seen, and I think that many people have pointed this out before, I don't think that Micah has the most refined handwork that you will see in the NFL. I don't think that he has this enormous pass rush repertoire from where he can reach into the toolbox and use a vast amount of different pass rush moves on opposing offensive linemen. If you're going to focus 100% on preparing as a defensive end and the team is going to tell you, don't worry about playing linebacker now, you might invest a little bit more time in that too. Not only in adding weight and bulk, but also kind of expanding your toolbox when it comes to your own pass rush. I love I love this uh, move, by the way. So just to kind of like get on the same page here, get on the same page here, because I see that, uh, I see that, you know, for example, Holly says last year he transitioned full time, in my opinion. Russell says putting me asleep. Good, good night, my man. Uh, last year he transitioned full time, and I, I mean that's the stat of the week too, like showing the snaps from last year and kind of, you know, putting together the fact that he was already there. I think the news aspect of it is we're gonna get rid of the handful of other things that he also was doing while rushing the passer, and we're gonna add weight to him. I think that's the newsy part of this. He already transitioned. I agree with that. He was an edge rusher last year. And some people have suggested that this has to do with contract negotiations. Some people have said, oh, this is about him trying to cash in as an edge rusher and not as a linebacker. I don't buy into that theory just because I think the numbers don't lie. And if the Cowboys and Micah got into a Jimmy Graham type of situation when Jimmy Graham wanted to cash in as a wide receiver instead of a, as a tight end, I think that Micah would win that. Like, there is no way you can say that he was not an edge rusher for you. So I think he would have cashed in as such. That being said, that being said, uh, I don't think it's about that. I don't think it's about Micah thinking ahead and trying to cash in as a, a defensive end instead of as a linebacker. I think this is a coordinated effort between Micah and the team to do what's better for the Cowboys. And I think that the weight significantly will help him get better. Because that might have been the one knock on him, like evaluating the player 
himself. I think the one knock on him could have been his strength, his size, all of that in the trenches. Let's see here. His numbers will go up tremendously at defensive end since I am the last ape. And that's the thing. I don't know how much, like, if the weight is what's making the difference, maybe. But, again, I think that he was very close to full time. Very, very close to full time. Uh, they still might go up. Like, you still think about it and you go, okay, 64 coverage snaps. You translate those to to pass rush opportunities and, and maybe, I mean, they're, they're, they should go up, right? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Charlene Evans had a question. Says, do you think that he will get more than TJ Watt when his contract is due? Like, do you mean the, the last contract that TJ Watt had? Because what was that? I, I, mean, I, I think he sets the record when he cashes in. Like, Micah is going to become the highest paid defender in the in NFL history when he gets paid. I, I'm, I'm convinced about that. So the average for, for, for excuse me, for TJ Watt is, oh, TJ Watt is still on his, on his rookie deal? No, he's not. Like, obviously not. What's TJ Watt's number right now? I cannot find it, but yeah, uh, he's he's gonna set the record. He's gonna set the record when he ends up cashing in. Trying to navigate over the cap here, but for the life of me, I cannot find edge rusher. <laughs> All right, here we go. I think. Oh yeah, TJ Watt, twenty-eight per year. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he's gonna hit thirty. I think he's gonna hit thirty. Next year is the first year in which you can negotiate your deal if you are Micah. Because we know that next year, the Cowboys are picking up his fifth-year option and everything. But that's the first offseason in which they can sit down at the negotiating table and kind of go through things. He's going to become the highest-paid defender for sure. Exactly. As Tom says, by the time that it's Micah's time, Watt might not even be the highest-paid defender. Yeah, edge rusher kind of has become like the quarterback position, just like wide receiver as well in which it's just like record deal after record deal after record deal, just because that's the way it goes. Wow, that's expensive, says Holly. It, it is. And also, I don't know if it's as big of a deal as we would think, because quarterbacks have hit 50. Like, they're now earning 50 million per year. So it might be a little bit, you know, hand-in-hand -hand growth there. With, with the salary cap and everything, like salaries are getting crazier and crazier. QBs are now making 50 per year with the last couple of deals that have came out. If Dak Prescott does sign that contract extension this offseason, I mean, don't be surprised if it also hits 50. That's what I would be expecting at least. So get ready for all of that. It's crazy numbers all the way through in, in the NFL market. I am lost, Ape says. Uh, the major thing will be that his holding calls will go up as well. Let's see here. Love the moves, says Ty. Just hope that speed doesn't go away because of the weight. And I think that would be the, the concern for everyone. But also, I, I don't think that it will go away. We have seen heavier defensive ends kind of like show off that type of speed. So I, I'm guessing that it will be a very decent trade-off. Very, very decent trade-off. Anyways, that's the stat of the week. That's the Micah news. 
just gonna show them to you once more time this is a tweet from mine from earlier in the day and my tweet was basically miss me with that michael parsons having weight is a mistake talk he's got the snap counts he's been a defensive lineman for a while now and he has got the the pass rush snaps versus the coverage snaps i would much rather have that versatility to rush from inside and outside than i would have the versatility to cover every once in a while so give me the most complete version of micah the defensive line in other words right now what does he mean that what does that mean for his defensive player of the year odds like levi says over here Moving to defensive end, we'll get him defensive MVP, maybe league MVP. Like, I do remember, like, for example, the pressure rate, it was kind of like the same as, as Bosa last year, but Bosa had much more pass rush opportunity. So maybe that's true. Maybe his production does go out. Bruce says, Mo set me, miss me with that BS. Yeah, I kind of got, got pissed when I saw every, everyone react on, on Twitter negatively. I was like, come on, what are you talking about? He's already a defensive end. He's just telling you, I'm going to get better because I'm going to sacrifice a few linebacker snaps here and there. I personally love it. I think the Cowboys have nailed that one. And before we move on, well, actually moving on, moving on, uh, let's get to what Emmett Smith had to say today on NFL Network during Good Morning Football. We're going to talk a little bit about the running backs. I know. I know. The Ezekiel Elliott saga does not end. I don't think it's capable of ending at this point. It feels like it's a conversation that we are bound to have for weeks and weeks and weeks and months even. Ezekiel Elliott is still a free agent. The Cowboys added a running back in the NFL draft, Deuce Vaughn, with a six-round pick. They still have Malik Davis. They still have Rika Dowdle. One of the most common questions, no matter what show you tune into, no matter what, Twitter, you follow. People are still asking, can seek and uh, find his way back into Dallas? Jerry Jones didn't dismiss the opportunity during the post-draft press conference. He said, we're still very open to bringing Sick back. You've got the quarterback kind of campaigning for his team to bring him back. And now Emmitt Smith also chimed in and he said, if the Cowboys bring him back, I think it would be a wise move. We have to still see what Tony Pollard can do after coming off of that severe injury that he sustained last year. And we need to have not only a better run running back, because I know Malik Davis could do it, but can he carry the load? Right now from 1 to 10, how likely do you think a Cowboys Ezekiel Elliott reunion is to happen from one to ten what is the likelihood that ends up happening let me know in the chat where you stand in that oh rojo that's true ronald jones is also on the on the roster thank you last ape to for for reminding me of that from one to ten how likely do you think it is because i i do see emmett smith's point here and you you guys know how i feel about it uh before the draft I had a video about it even. We had a pre-recorded primetime segment there, kind of like going by the numbers that just outlined the fact that Seek is not explosive anymore. And that is a big concern. During his first three years, the seasons that he played fully 
which wouldn't include 2017 when he was suspended, he had, I don't remember the exact number, but it was something crazy in terms of explosive plays. And over the last three years, that number has been cut exactly in half. I think it was like 21 to 42 over the first three seasons of his career. So that is gone. The explosion, the explosion aspect of six game is dead, right? Or at least severely declined. Now, I do think that Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith's point lies in the first, in the first couple of sentences. The part where he says, we have to still see what Tony Pollard can do after coming off of that severe injury. That is a part where I struggle with it. Because if you've got Tony Pollard on the team, I think that the workload is not the issue. I think that you've got guys to carry that workload. You know, maybe Deuce Vaughn, as we talked about last night, maybe he won't be running back two, but he can be running back three and you can give him some of the workload. And Malik Davis, Rico Dowdle, they can handle the rest of it if, if you want to give them the the running back two role. That's doable. But I do wonder, what is Pollard's status right now? Is he really going to be ready for week one? And are you going to be on a rush for him to get back by week one? Because maybe the Cowboys learned the hard way with Michael Gallup that they shouldn't rush him back. So if the Cowboys are in a situation in which he's expected to miss three to four games, uh, Pollard, I could see it happening. So I would say like a like a four, because I, I still think that it won't happen. So I don't want to go b- beyond five. I'm going to go with four for that one. Like, like, that is a likelihood for me for that to happen. Now, Emmett does make a good point. If, if, if Pollard is really injured, maybe you want that insurance policy. We'll see what happens. Katharina goes with an eight. Three Inch Tom says, Mo, I truly believe that Emmett sees himself with how Seek left Dallas. It's personal for him. 100%. I agree with that. Heck, even that segment that we were talking about, I couldn't find it. I wanted to play it for you, but I couldn't find it uh, on time. He starts talking about himself. Like he gives that example himself about when he was kind of looking for a team and he couldn't believe that no one was signing him. So I, I do think that he does see himself in, in sick. It makes a lot of sense. Bruce goes with a seven. Phoenix goes with a four. The last eight goes with a one. Modelo time goes with a five. Mark Andrew with a seven. Three inch Tom says 10 as a day one contract when he retires. Minus 21 says Joey Vela. Zero for Gregory. Margaret goes with seven because he needs to come back. He's a good player, says Margaret. Gilbert's a six. So, you know, a lot of mixed in answers. A lot of mixed answers. I'm going to go with, with four. I don't think it happens. I do think that with Dak pounding the table and the Cowboys really liking Zeke, it could happen if he doesn't end up anywhere and the season is right around the corner and the Cowboys kind of figure out the fact that Pollard is not going to be ready to go. Because I would I would uh, struggle a little bit with the idea of Malik Davis or Rico Dowdle, one of the two, splitting the workload with Deuce Vaughn. That's where I would get concerned. Like if you only have one of those two and the fullback, say that, say that uh, Hunter Lipke maybe makes the team, Maybe I would be concerned about I would be concerned about that workload specifically, but if Pollard is ready to go, they got it. They they got it down. We'll see what happens. Still interested that 
this still is a conversation even months after Zeke was let go by the Cowboys. Still a conversation. We're still talking about it. And I am surprised that he has not signed yet. I would have assumed that he would find a team even on a cheap deal, but seems like he has not done that. So we'll see where he ends up right now. I love how our old timers are looking out for our current players too, says Toxic Tom. Yeah, that is that is very cool. Levi Boyd says the time that he was at Ohio State was basically seasons in the league. After his first three years in Dallas, he was a six-year bet. Yeah, they, they rushed him a lot when he was with the Buckeyes. So I agree with that too. And I think we always knew that. Like it was a negative for him. Lost Ape says, Kuhnmaker, Ferguson, Hendershot, Lipke are my tight ends slash fullbacks. Hey, I don't want to react because I've got my 53-man roster projection tomorrow night. But you're onto something. Yeah, <laughs> you're onto something there, the Lost Ape. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, maybe a little bit of a shorter show tonight, but that will be it for me on tonight's ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you for tuning in to the show. If you want to read about these two topics, I wrote about them for adcsports.com slash Dallas. So make sure you go check it out. Check out all of the articles that we've got for you. Matthew Lennox has also written on several different topics, including a docuseries that is going to be released about Jerry Jones. I have not caught up with those news, but there you go. In case you want to check it out, I'm going to catch up with it on ADC Sports. So go check it out. And as always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Before you leave, do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button because it helps me put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow ADC Sports Dallas. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Katharina, Toxic Tom, Double R, Margaret, Mark Andrew, Joey Bella. Thank you. Thank you, Mar uh, Modelo Time as well. Gregory. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Bye-bye.